0: Hey you guys, it's Kilowatt. I am on my way home. Uh, finally got like a chance to get in my car. Because I, on my last trip from... Uh, the town center. On my 72. I watched a... Um, like a little white car go in to another white car at the intersection of Wasco and 82nd. And so initially I had just finished servicing a stop and then I had, I had thought that I'd seen someone running. So I did a really quick like glance back because I didn't want it to be like, you know, where I fucking, I think I just missed my turn. Hold on. Let me flip around. Um, I just stopped by Lisa's to pick up some of my mics that I'd left in her car the last time we went out. And I picked them up and then I never took them home with me because my brain is amazing. Anyway, um, I went to services stop, realized somebody might have been running, uh, did a quick check back. And then as I look forward the light had turned red, yellow, then red. So it was a, the light at Wasco in 80 seconds, incredibly fast. So I immediately applied the brakes. I didn't have to do a hard stop because I'm fucking good. And, and then, so ideally bus drivers like to leave at least half a car length. Um, but in the instance where there's a slight distraction and you have to do, you know, the brake, you can't leave room. That's just, it happens. Because we're humans and not robots. Anyway, when we do that, we do that so we can prevent potential accidents for an obstruction of view of another car potentially turning left at a red uh, with a car trying to catch a light, which is exactly what happened this evening. And I just thought it was so funny because, I mean, it's not funny. Obviously, it's not funny. The airbags deployed uh, car number one that was about to take a left <clears throat> was eager to go. I mean, obviously she's a she's actually a nurse at OHSU and she was going to take a left uh, to get home, I'm assuming. And so she, she was trying to get on to 82nd from Wasco and the car number two, the one that was headed toward the light with me uh was following my pace. So, my my best guess is this dude was probably playing on his phone cuz he looked like about 22. I mean, he was a pretty innocent young black dude, sweet guy. But I like because of all the things that we know about cops and like unnecessary tickets and shit like that, I was instantly like, "Whoa, well, I'm going to hang out and make sure That the police that arrived know that it wasn't like he was being totally fucking reckless, but it was an instance where you could see the accident playing out. And so I was able, I think I had like a five foot fucking distance of warning where I realized this motherfucker is not slowing down, okay? So he's hauling thinking he's gonna catch this light because he saw the countdown change, but. There's no cushion at the end of the countdown. Like, it's automatically red. So, if your ass isn't through or even close to that intersection, you better fucking stay put. And, of course, knowing this, I'm, I'm assuming this woman was on her way home from work. She was coming, like, from the hospital. She ended up swinging uh, left immediately. Like, she was going for it. Like, this bitch wanted to go home. And so, she was going about 20 Coming into the intersection. As I'm braking. So she... Maybe I would have been stopped for about two seconds. And this fucking car... That didn't see... Because my fucking big ass bus was right up at the line. Like we're fucking not supposed to be. But it happens. Um, had been following my pace. And then slammed into her. And the airbags deployed. Um... And I think the entire crash moved both cars about three feet after impact. I want to say he was going about... I think he was probably definitely going 30, 35 miles an hour. And then he... Um, he came to a slow when I blared my horn at five feet warning. And I realized this fucking guy is not going to stop. And then they collided. And it was, it was really, really intense. I wish I could find the tape. And if I can, I'll save it and upload it. Um, God. I think sometimes when you go through uh, something like of an adrenaline spike, you have a tendency to your recalls off. And so I don't actually blame them for wanting the report or an incident report immediately so that the operator doesn't fail to comply. Like, so they don't fucking forget basically. Um, and I think that it's completely fair to assume that this could be a legal matter if they decided, you know, to sue or sue each other or sue me for being an obstruction, which isn't really fucking fair. Cause I was just, I mean, realistically, TriMet standards are, half a car length but but you don't have to be a half a car length legally um so it was just inconsiderate of me and I took it upon myself to write up these like uh witness cards sorry I know I'm all over the place my brain's a little jumbled because I think I still have that like adrenaline in me and it took me a while to write the report, and that's one of the main reasons. That's one of my bones to pick with it is that they don't want the operators to forget, because our legal department really needs those papers because it's an actual document that they file in public um, settings. Like it's a it's a document, okay? So you don't want to be fucking stupid in it. You got to fill it out correctly. Um, you got to get a copy for your records and keep it in a file in case anything comes up or you get subpoenaed. Uh, Or if you get penalized for something that they found on the tape or whatever. So you have to keep that shit. Well, I wrote them these witness cards because dispatch instructed me to. I called for immediately, as soon as I saw the impact, I called for medical. And they sent um, a fire truck to check them out. And the woman said she wanted an ambulance, but then later decided she was okay and didn't end up getting transported because uh, she was a nurse and she figured if she needed to, she'd just take herself to urgent care um, because she was still able to drive the car out of the intersection, even though the airbags deployed and her fucking front bumper was jacked up. Um, but anyway, I digress. <laughs> Rambling. Rambling. And so I just, I don't like writing the reports, like, immediately after. I also don't think that it's completely safe. I mean, I drove fine, but there's that part of your brain that's triggered where your adrenaline is kicked in. And you've officially, like, gotten a little spacey. Like, I probably did more hard braking or, or went faster than I'd like to. Um, and then I caught on to that. So I started going real slow my last trip <laughs> because I was driving like a baby. Um, but on the plus side, you know, driving slow like that and being completely complacent of my normal routine, I managed to get the bus back to the garage, fill out my report, and drive home. No problems. I did it. I fucking did it. <laughs> uh, Braylon is staying over at Cheney's, and I'm going to go to Brent's to get my shit, because I thought I'd be sleeping over with Beams, but now I'm... I don't know if I want to fucking go all the way home. So we'll see. But I just wanted to talk about today in general because I noticed a few things that kind of stood out to me. Um, There's a lot of people right now that are struggling financially. There's a lot of financial hardship. People are going to food pantries. We're all fucking freaked out about the elections because no matter what direction it takes, okay, you've got one angry side with no fucking, no openness to accept the beliefs of the other. So there's no integration there. It's just going to be a fucking fight. And I'm not, I'm not ready for that. Like I am actually getting real nervous about what that is going to look like because you've got the proud boys on one side and black lives matter on the other. And in the, in the middle, you've got all the fucking people who are starving to death because they're not getting money. Like McDonald's gives out free lunch to school age kids every day. And we've got these lunchbox drop-offs. But I'm reading reports from, you know, the Oregonian that they're still arresting homeless people during the pandemic. <laughs> they're still arresting homeless people during the pandemic. We're sleeping outside where the fuck are they supposed to go you're going to put them in close proximity for what you're going to criminalize them because they have no place to go it's fucking 30 degrees out okay maybe you think you're doing them a solid but you're giving them a criminal rap sheet and then issues and fines with the judge and the courts and, and a deficit of money that's not going to be paid back because they don't have a fucking job um, and I just sort of I started to step back today and look at um our society as a whole right now. And my friend Shannon had said something to me earlier this week that was like if you take a dog and you put him on a leash, you can you can slowly pull the leash in, you know, a centimeter at a time, okay? And you start to uh to restrict movement and freedoms. And Ultimately, over the course of a, you know, a small period of time, the dog ends up completely tied down with no freedom and no movement and it just accepts it. And she said, that's Americans right now. That's where we're at. And I, I fucking agree. I do agree. I think that we're being forced into these mediocre jobs. We've been given subpar education uh, as a means to put out the fire of rebellion and the original thinkers of society by forcing them to comply and conform to structures that aren't actually there to benefit them it's mostly to make them compliant and I feel that's incredibly true because if you decide, you know, okay, I am gonna, I am gonna make a lot of money. I am gonna go, I am gonna go be a doctor. I'll go be a doctor. I am gonna make a lot of money. If you are a doctor, let's say you do like a general practitioner, you got two hundred thousand dollars. If you are lucky of student loans that you have to pay back, you've got an internship that's required a mandatory of four years at any given hospital after graduation and receiving your diploma and your, your license to practice medicine. So you're on a a restricted income while still paying for your student loans. And then you're forced to get every fucking vaccine, every flu vaccine necessary that comes to your fucking door. And that is administered by the pharmaceutical companies, the CDC, and the FDA, and I don't know if it's FDA, but I'm pretty sure that's like pretty fucking close. Whatever, uh, the the World Health Organization, b- the powers that be, um, are governed by the people that have money. And if you if you facilitate vaccines, it's gonna it's gonna be beneficial for you to make three of them, you know, mandatory for all healthcare workers. Uh, and then you're gonna go ahead and like make it a requirement so if you're a doctor supposedly with the freedom to make as much money as you can after working real hard and studying you now have to be compliant to your student loans your internship and the world health organization or cdc recommendation and mandated requirement for you to get your flu shot and all follow-up vaccines for any kind of window of time for leaving the country yada 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 and that's, that's with a doctor, okay? And then you go into lawyers, and it's like, if you, if you even fucking blink wrong, you can get disbarred um, if you're not playing the fucking game. And, and I just feel like maybe our whole society right now is just real comfortable being completely compliant. Because what other option do we have, right? I mean, do we have any other option? At this very moment in time, there are single mothers working at gas stations, making $600 a month for three children living in a trailer uh, that they just somehow maybe found on a whim on a Craigslist thing. These kids aren't getting proper education. Do you think that they're going to be able to move above their mother's pay grade? Do you think she's going to be able to get them out of where they're at making minimum wage or $10 an hour, depending on what state she's in? With like minimal food stamps. Because the second you make any amount of money... All of your benefits get taken or cut back. They're never consistent. So you've got three children growing up... Learning to deal with poverty and accept it. That sounds like the tightening of a leash to me. Don't you think? I'm just saying. It seems pretty fucking feasible. That we have been programmed to be compliant. And I'm I'm kind of sick and tired of it. And when it comes down to this election... If people want to revolt, I might be down with that. Like, I might be for it. And I know that sounds pretty fucked up. But I'm okay with it. I think at this very moment in time, there are so many people that are going to be evicted. There are so many people that are about to be homeless. And our government has done what? They gave us one $1,200 check in nine months of a pandemic. The UK is giving each citizen $3,000 per household... So if you're, you know, a married couple, you get like three grand. Um, But I mean, that's a lot. That's every month for them. That's every month. They don't have to pay for their health care. I mean, it's, that's what the UK is doing. Other places have been way more, like just generous with their people. People are not starving. We don't have children who can't fucking focus on their Chrome notebooks that crash every two seconds because that's the best our fucking public school education can provide. I mean, I really want to know why every fucking paycheck I get more and more taxes taken out. And at the end of the year, they take even more. Well, what the fuck were you doing the whole year then? I never get any money back. I'm always paying extra. Every time I turn around, there's a bill for something and I'm strapped. I'm stressed. I'm strapped and I'm over it. I'm really over it. And I think today was like the buildup of the entire week of just being stressed out. I snapped at my friend Tara today. Like I just, I kind of, I was a little bit of a bitch, I think. And I've been ignoring people because I don't want to be a Debbie Downer. And then the accident happened and I was able to give these people a little bit of like rest. Knowing that everything that just happened was on camera. I'm making a podcast. I'll be right in. And so I ended up going to the officer and I said, look. This kid like because the woman that got hit she was a nurse so she's an older white woman um, and she was very very upset and pissed off at his complete disregard for the fucking light and his inability to accept that maybe it might have been fucking red. I don't think he wanted to admit that he was playing on his phone, but it seemed pretty fucking obvious because right when he got in the accident, he had his fucking phone in his hand and came running out. So (laughs) I don't think that he was drunk. I don't think he was being negligent. I think that he was going to be just like every fucking other 22 year old when they're driving and it just happens. But that's why it's so important not to be on your fucking phone while driving. So when the cop showed up. The woman was like, well, he says that it was this and that. And I said, actually, we can clear this all up if you want to call TriMet. Here's my best number and block number. And you can look up the time at this particular uh, time. And our dispatch has it recorded. And you can also pull the data pack for any legality reasons or purposes. Um, and so we already have this handled. This has all been recorded. And I said, also, I would like to pay attention to the fact that this particular light changes way too fast. And I don't think that it's a safe move for our city to continue this light at the the rate that it's at. Because you've got two main roads trying to get to the fucking freeway. And they're all tired. They've all been working all fucking day. And they're all in traffic. So what do you think they're going to do when they go through a two-second light? They're going to fucking gun it. And at that intersection, it's like one of the number one intersections for accidents. I've seen four accidents today. So, everybody out there, just watch your six. Be safe. Wear your fucking seatbelt. Don't put on your phone and mess with it while you're driving. Mine's been tucked safely in my fucking pocket this whole time. And I am finally at a Brent's house. So, I'm going to go in and update him on the cool accident. And, and just chillax for a little bit before I go home. I hope you guys have a great day. I love you. I'll talk to you soon. This is Kilowatt. Bye.